everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Left of Greg podcast. I am Brian Marin, the host and creator of the show. As always, I will be joined by human behavior expert, Mr. Greg Williams, who the show is affectionately named after. Here on the Left of Greg show, our goal is to increase your advanced critical thinking skills through a better understanding of what we call human behavior, pattern recognition, and analysis. If you'd like to find out more about what that is, you can check out our website at arcadiacognorati.com or by following us on Facebook at HBPRA or on Twitter at A underscore Cognorati. You can also check out the videos of the podcast on the Left of Greg YouTube channel where we also post some short clips on some of the concepts that we talk about during the show. The links to everywhere I just mentioned are in the episode detail, so go ahead and check them out while you're listening along. If you have any questions or would like us to cover a specific topic, please reach out to us at leftofgreg at gmail.com. On today's episode, we are discussing some recently proposed legislation called the Peace Act that is hoping to change the use of force standard for federal law enforcement officers. Greg and I discuss some of the issues that come from this type of legislation, as well as the current misunderstanding of the already established use of force policies in law enforcement today. Thanks again for tuning in. We hope you enjoy the show. Ready to get started? I'm ready. Okay. So we'll go ahead and uh, get started here, Greg. Uh, so, you know, Merry Christmas. It's our first one after Christmas. And I am still slightly hungover. That's <laughs> so, great. So and it's bare, not the fruitcake, folks. He is Irish. <laughs> so anytime two uh, Marin boys uh, get together, there's uh, what scientists call a significant amount of alcohol consumed. It, it, that, it's also the perfect storm of herpes. <laughs> Uh, for our listeners around the holidays, just the per- so you know, the perfect storm of venereal diseases. Exactly. Uh, That's so no, awful. No, no. That's it awful. But it's true. Um, <laughs> so today we will be covering um, kind of an interesting topic. This came out a few months ago about some legislation that was introduced, and the legislation introduced was called the Peace Act. Um, which let me get this right. What does that stand for in the Peace Act? Uh, sorry, I should actually know this. Police exercising absolute care with everyone. Okay, so the idea is a couple legislators want to um, pass an act uh, as a standard, a new standard of use of force, specifically this one uh, aimed at federal law enforcement officers with the idea, and I understand why they say, all right, for federal law enforcement, there should be a new standard of use of force uh, making the use of deadly force on someone an absolute last resort. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But the idea is this is for a federal standard so that the federal government can say, hey, states, you have to have the same standard if you want to continue to have federal funding. Precisely. Just like if you want to have funding for an interstate, you have to meet federal criteria, right? You can't just, hey, I want the exactly. speed limit to be 150 miles an hour here. No, but it's, it, but it's a significant point of leverage. Right. I, so I mean, if it would be passed. If it was passed, it would be a significant point of leverage. So there's a lot of contention with this. And um, what I got from it, and then I actually read someone from the St. Louis Police Officers Association said about it, is it's a very uninformed position that these guys are taking, saying that because um, what, what Representative, specifically Congressman Clay, uh, said this would set a standard for law enforcement. It is the uh, rest of the world can get behind this. Would just get us to a place where we need to be in law enforcement. So he's trying to idea just say that the you know deadly force and the use of force is a last resort rather than a first resort, and it would require police officers to employ de-escalation tactics or techniques or procedures. So what got me was 
it, I, in my limited experience, will say, I've never been somewhere where, or, or seen or have an attitude from officers where, hey, we're going out there to kill people. Meaning, I thought, I was under the impression because there's called use of force issues, there's force continuums, there's different ways, standards maybe a little bit at different places, but the idea is, I don't know of any training anywhere in the United States where it's, hey, we're going to go out and kill this guy. This is how you And do that's it. our first choice, by the no, way. No, it's always a last choice. It's always the exactly. last resort to take someone's life. In fact, in fact, now I don't agree with this mentality because I think it leads to issues, but the idea that I know in a lot of places that their officers are told like, hey, one of the worst things you're going to have to do or the hardest decision you're going to have to make or one of the toughest things in your career is to have to take someone's life. Right? right. Meaning, right. That, so it's actually taught that, Hey, this is the, this is the threshold where it's absolute last thing, right? This is, you know, that it's not taught like, Hey man, you're going to be out there. You're going to be killing people left and right. You're going to be throwing rounds down range. <laughs> that is not. So, so it was odd to me. Um, what is this legislation supposed to do? What's the point of this? I don't, exactly. I, and, and that's why I think that that officer, whoever said that comment, I don't remain unattributed. I guess it's in the article, I think, but of that, it's a very uninformed position. Every police department in the United States has a continuum force that they go through before they use deadly force. Um, and they continue to say there's not a police department in the country that doesn't use deadly force as a last resort. So I, I would agree with that. Um, I, I, so what, where does this come from, Greg? Or why, how does this legislation occur? Because there's a lot of issues here. One is anytime you try to adopt legislation um, in terms of, especially for law enforcement type work, right? Where you're going to say, hey, this is the protocol we want you to follow. Yeah. That gets right. very, very complicated, right? In a number of areas. Because one, each situation or case can be different. Two, training standards could be different. Uh, three articulation of the event could be different uh, for the level of the like meaning when you put in legislation it's not as cut and dry and, and easy and, black no, no. and white as people think it is Brian you you said you said so many good things right there and we can pick it apart in different ways I want you to think of one thing that you did say and we'll hold on to some of these gems and talk about them uh, uh, one you said case so uh, uh, we get case by case basis uh, mm -hmm. that whole term uh, that's thrown around uh, because of case law, which comes from the U.S. Constitution and cases brought against it or cases brought against humans or organizations. And, and the problem with bad laws uh, like this one they're trying to enact is the narrative is impervious to the truth. So if it was truthful legislation, then nobody would have a problem. Every single law that's written about use of force, and we'll talk about those in a minute too, yeah, all have the same caveat at the end that say provided that the officer's actions are reasonable, Based on the circumstances, so that's yeah. That's based a, on the totality, over of the and over, exactly. Right? So, 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 and and remember, it's not just the totality. It's that the the actions of the officer and a reasonable person measured at that time and at that place. Okay, so, but, so, but, but before we go quick. there, yeah, 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 real quick, ahead. because go you ahead. use that term, and and that's kind of the whole. Correct me that that, that that's the reasonable man theory, right? So that yeah. that 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 per that goes that's huge in 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 our judicial system, right? So what exactly Every, does that mean? Is that because that's it's it's so, open so, to interpretation, but, but it's meant to be open to interpretation, right? It's open to interpretation on a case by case basis by people taking an objective look 
at the actions of the officer, the actions of the suspect at that time and at that place, and then determining what would a reasonable person drawn out of society, given the same facts, what would that person do at that specific motion? Okay. And if enough people say, yes, we agree with that, then that becomes the decision on that specific case. Okay. But, but you asked a very good question. I want to dig it a little deeper into okay. that in a minute. But you asked a very good question. You said, where does this come from? Listen, lawmakers are elected. So if you're going to mm -hmm. Congress, you have to pass legislation and everybody comes in with a sick kid or a sick dog or a broken car or, or a, a crappy home loan. Do you see what I'm saying? They all want something done about it. And if you don't do something about it, you're not getting reelected. Okay. So when it comes to stuff like Megan's law, everybody wants to get behind that. But if you have a law in a place that says, hey, no wire hangers ever, uh, uh, you know, and somebody wants to get behind that, sometimes that's that's for a smaller group, uh, a very loud, very influential uh, uh, people. And the framers of the Constitution understood that like like, like people don't understand sometimes because they don't think about it objectively or, or uh, uh, opaquely. They got to back up a little. The Constitution was written a long time ago. So when when you're going on a constitutional argument, because I don't know if you just read, uh, Brian, it was released that Frontier Airlines is finally going through that case where the two people allegedly were sexually assaulted on a flight and somebody didn't do something about it. So now we're talking standard of care, yeah. uh, Title uh, uh, 42, Section 1983, failed to train, these kind of things. But, but the idea there is that what did the Constitution say? about being 35,000 feet above in a passenger jet. Right. right. There is no such thing. Right. We have to step back for a minute, and we have to take a look at what laws are good for people, what precedent is out there, okay. why was that precedent set? So that's where this type of uh, uh, egregious legislation okay. comes from. So you you touched on a term right there that's that's hugely important uh, in all these cases, and that's precedent, right? Precedent. So that, so there so once that and we forget about that when different legislation is passed or when different case law happens because that sets a precedent right and and generally like you when it comes to like the supreme court they err on the side of well what has gone before us what is exactly. the precedent now because that was set for a reason so which is which is opposite to to how most people and politicians and and pop culture want to think right we always want to go we need a revolution. We need to change everything. Get rid of this. <laughs> this and you're is like, new, and we have to embrace and it. And like, right? wait a minute, wait a minute. What, right. And where, where the Supreme Court takes a role? No, I, we we protect what's gone before us, right? Because there was some precedent, there was some reason to overturn it or change it. It has to be uh, an overwhelming amount of evidence as to why, right? So they generally are on the side of legal exactly precedent. not 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 necessarily opinion based, right? Right. Because people's opinions don't always. Uh, uh, reflect what's best for humans. If, right. if if that was true, Brian, we wouldn't have drunk driving accidents. Yes, uh, right. uh, we wouldn't have uh, uh, you know uh, uh, so many of the the different things that are coming out there. I had like three of them. They just escaped. But you get what? Oh, smoking, for example. Yeah. yeah, smoking is bad for you. There's nothing that says smoke and and you'll win a marathon. But we choose to do that, and we have observer bias, and that plays into it. So we think we're right. And, and that's why when we send a person uh, uh, to uh, Washington, let's say, in the Senate or Congress, we have to hold them accountable. Because right. they're supposed to be voting in our best interest. Yes. And sometimes yeah. in a society, we don't want to say, you know, it, it, uh, for example, in the, in the Missouri uh, uh, congressman's opinion uh, that he wrote pages on his website, uh, you don't want to call him out and make him look like a boob. But but uh, he's very passionate, and and he and his and his other congressmen uh, just have a flawed argument, Brian. So people came and said, "Hey, we got to do something." They showed him a couple of statistics, yeah. and immediately they said, "Hey, 
this is worth fighting for without digging a little bit deeper. Well, the, and that's, that's an issue when it comes to statistics and studies. And we know yep. people can cherry pick those and you can get them to say what you want to say and you can manipulate different ways of looking at things. But, but, and, and, and that's why I go to this because there's a number of issues with it. One for precedent purposes, but the whole point was when I read this article and looked at the case or looked at the issue that he was trying to raise, I'm going, well, right. what are you making a law for? Like, so, so you think that's where we need to go that, that, uh, you know, deadly force is at like the tip, like guys are out there going like, I'm going to get me one tonight. Like, okay, that's, that's not really, that's an unrealistic, uh, uninformed view of your own local law enforcement. And that's, 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 that's a horrible, uh, sexist, racist, anti-humane look yeah. from a dirty Hollywood lens yeah. of a noir film. And it right. is no way in reflective of this nation or our. I, I don't think it's indicative of of a normal. No. Uh, so, an so average, we'll say a, an average police department or reasonable person like that. That that's that's an issue. That's Macon right. County line uh, from the 1970s. Do you but, get what I'm but trying real, to say? There? Real quick on that, because um, we're 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 bashing him for having this uninformed, uh, right? We're, we're Rightly just so. saying he's mistaken. Yes, he's mistaken. Hold there, I. I don't care what you're bashing you're from. If you're if you're an elected official, I will right. bash you all day long. I don't care what party you're with, because folks, you, this goes back to that STD argument earlier. <laughs> you work for me, though. That's you know what I mean. That's no, that's no. You're exactly right, Brian. You know, I'm making light of that, and, but, and so, but that's why you got to do your homework. Okay, so so uh, on this because we we all do this, right? We go, oh my god. I mean, that we we generally you know, we have an emotion based on how we, and I'm saying we as a society face these different issues and we want to make things about race or, or pay oh, yeah. or, or, or privilege or, or this versus yep. looking at uh, extracting the lessons or party, learned. Or political. Yes. So now that's a big one, exactly especially right. now. Right. So we, we drop those lenses in and that's how we see the world. So, so how does this stuff come about then? I mean, me, cause one of the biggest things is when you're enacting legislation that affects how police officers do their job. It affects the Constitution. It, this is what we're really talking about, yes. Brian. Is, is it ch a change to an amendment to the U.S. Constitution beginning at the federal level and forced down to the states? One, that's no way to do any business. And no. then the second, Brian, you know that we always uh, uh, ask our, our, our uh, viewers and our listeners to do a little homework. So uh, the precedent for use of force cases, about every 10 years, an argument like this comes up. And, and, and the pendulum swings back and forth for a number of reasons, sometimes just the wind or gravity. But uh, in the 80s, uh, the U.S. Supreme Court decided the two bedrock cases for use of force to change the, the nature of police work for the, for the rest of the United States. 85's Tennessee versus Garner, uh, 89's uh, uh, Graham versus Connor. Those, uh, Graham versus being a reasonableness standard, and, and Tennessee being shooting uh, to stop a fleeing felon, right. a little kid in a junkyard scrapping copper, and the cop can't yeah. chase him because he's out of weight, so he blasts some rounds downrange. But then again, we go into the 90s, and in the 90s is a, a caper from the Seventh Circuit Court, uh, 1994, I believe, that uh, Plakis versus Grinsky. And they say clearly, and this is the one that, that the landmark decision that people should be paying attention to, if the actions of the suspect justify the use of deadly force, the copper on the street is not required to use less than lethal force before employing that deadly force. And the court even added in this one where deadly force is otherwise justified under the Constitution, there is no constitutional duty to use non-deadly force 
first. So this fights directly the argument that the, the congressmen are bringing up. So if there is a precedent set, and this is a case law, yeah. and this is the way all laws are measured, one, they have a horrific uphill battle. And therefore, my question is, why are we spinning wheels on this caper? That's not going to go anywhere. The second thing is, there was no race in that entire argument that I read you. And the third talked about lethal force and less than lethal force standards that are already extant in the law. So you talked earlier about a continuum. Agencies have continuums, but it's up to it the yeah. judges to figure out whether yeah. they're enforceable. Do you get what I'm saying? So, so there could be a small agency somewhere that still didn't get the message and a copper uses excessive force. And guess what? Because of the media and how, how social media works, we'll know of that and we'll see right. that. But it's so much better than it was 30 years ago in 20 and 10. And it's going to continue to get better, but not through r ridiculous legislation that's aimed at doing nothing, uh, uh, but tying up the courts for, for, uh, uh, I can't see what likely outcome that the that the uh, they want out of this right. other than it, conflating it with race and i apologize to, to add that but by adding racism or the presumed lack of police accountability that means that they already had an unsustainable argument right on its own so now let's make it broader or interesting by adding these funny or, or interesting little anecdotes to it and i think that's wrong brian i think that's where they went uh, off the rail is by by starting to add these statistics and analysis well that's necessarily true that's that's the that's the issue in general when you get any of these different studies or statistics right i, I i've heard it before as you know a, a a study or a statistic should be used like like a lamppost right to illuminate an issue or an area hey that's this is great. an anecdote right but what ends up happening is a lot of these people start using those studies or statistics uh, uh, like a drunk would use a lamppost to hold themselves up, right? That's all they've got, right? And so you I've just, heard that, you, just are, you just bolstered the argument I made yeah. by putting it in a, a perfect box. So, so here's and and the one the big thing that gets me about when you're passing legislation that affects how someone acts, you know, one you're coming in from the outside, so I, I can establish artifacts and evidence that shows uh, uh, this specific representative is likely kind of uninformed in this position. And needs to needs to kind of educate him a little bit more, educate himself more on how these things work. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but meaning meaning just ahead, about how it actually works. That. Because when it gets down to tactics, techniques, and procedures, and you're making policies, that gets that that that's why we have like you just said we have case law because each one is so unique and different. It's hard, and this goes into any type of legislation that goes into law enforcement or or legal standards. Right? It's very hard to take. All right, we're going to take this box. And we're going to yep. place it over here, and that's going to work everywhere. Right. And, and we it's know a nice it doesn't. Tray. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah. we're going to go to the third one down like an abacus, yep. and the second one over. Brian, I don't think Representative Clay had any uh, misgivings about what no, he was doing. No, not at all. Into. Not at all. And I don't think that he's uh, uh, bad for his district. I think he's a great guy, and he's a passionate guy. He's just uninformed on an issue, and he'll right. change once he sees it. So this is how I can tell you that Representative Clay – took some time with this and actually put some thought into it. He just didn't talk to everybody. Not, not, so first of all, it's called peace. Uh, uh, the only thing he didn't have when they released this uh, is uh, uh, the song by John Lennon, Imagine All the People. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? And I'm yeah. not cutting on that, but no, what I'm trying to say is yeah. come in heavy handed. Uh, and then right. it's police exercising absolute care with everyone. Okay. Talk about just generic clap trap yes. yeah. to, to grab the emotion. And, and his words were, 
uh, this new legislation is going to prohibit the use of deadly force by federal law enforcement unless no other reasonable alternative exists. You're, a cop, already... on the, you're a cop on the street, and you have nanoseconds to make a decision, and there's already extant law on how you can use deadly force. Dude, it's deadly force when you draw your weapon. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so all of a sudden, he's saying that unless no other reasonable alternative exists, okay, who is going to make that judgment? Yeah. Are you telling me that then – this is now going to a different uh, standards uh, board that's going to say, well, Representative Clay, why don't you and a couple of other people take a look on a case-by-case -case basis? That's, that's a non-starter. There, there's no way. Okay, because he even says uh, uh, it's, it's way past time to end the legal standard for use of force that permits Americans to be killed as a first resort. There that's, is no such document. There's no anymore. second, yeah. Okay, and then rather – then when it's only absolutely necessary. That's the hardest choice of copper, and you alluded to that, we'll ever make. And then they say, again, this is where I'm talking about conflation, where, where uh, uh, Representative Canna says, with little accountability. Well, their legislators is yeah. working. Now think about that for a minute, Brian. If you knew that there was uh, uh, poor OSHA legislation that led to ladders being fatal, or, or that, that the turkey fryers were killing more people than they were feeding. You get what I'm saying? Wouldn't you sit there and say, my argument is going to be against the grease manufacturers, the Sterno can company, and the manufacturer of frozen turkeys or whatever. But what they did is they, they took a weak argument at its base, and they wanted to make it emotionally charged. And then people are going, yeah, why don't we do that? Why don't we do that? Take a minute and go back to your civics class and understand that there's three branches of the government. Right. You see what I'm trying to say? We elect people to do what we say. And then when we elect the wrong people, people spend four years trying to get that guy out because they didn't vote for him. And yeah. in that time, crappy legislation like this comes up because it's a popularity contest. I really mean that, Brian. I, I feel that. Well, it, it is. And I don't think, and like you, like you said, I always go to a, a lot when any, any type of these different, when legislation comes up, you go, where did this start? Where did this come from? Because exactly. a lot of it is, okay, hey, this sounds like a good idea at the time, but then you don't have understand how, what, what it's the actual end state, what it's the effect is going to be. Yep. And if your whole entire argument is based on an uninformed opinion, well, then that's kind of ridiculous because of course, because like, you it, know, it's going to come out fragile and faulty. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Just exactly reading that, right. just yep. reading that I was terrified. I was like, I had no idea that the first thing police officers look to do is kill someone. I was like, yep. I didn't know that. Uh, never had that experience before. Yep. So you're, yep. you're, you're, you're broadcasting that message. And, and you know, I, it, why, uh, Brian, why haven't, okay. So, so you just brought up four arguments yeah. and, and they were all great arguments. I, look folks, you at home right now, listen to what I'm saying. Every police agency, every police agency in the United States has a ride along program. Yeah, they may not advertise it, yeah, but go to the front go. desk sergeant, say, I want to see the on-duty supervisor. Here's my information. I'd like to go for a yeah. ride-along. If you want to know what's going on in your police agency, do, do a ride-along. Do it once a week. They'll be happy to take most Get into a citizen action committee. Exactly. Because they'll show you what the streets yeah. are like. And then you'll understand what's going on. And I'm not saying carte blanche. I'm not saying that they, they've got this, this credit card, Brian. Uh, uh, like glow global war on terror, IDIQ, the yeah. you know indefinite duration, indefinite quantity. Uh, when a copper goes out there, one folks, let me disabuse you of some. Almost all of your shift is paperwork and handling routine crappy, and I hate the word routine. So you know, if I use it, I mean something by it. crappy calls. Like there's a raccoon in my attic, and you're the only person that answers yeah, the phone four hours a day. What should I do? Uh, uh, traffic stops for speed. Hey, dude, you're in a school zone. 
Those but are my, my neighbor all... just attempted suicide with a BB gun. Like, Did you get what I'm saying? Is... And and so you have a lot of that. And then paperwork is is so uh, uh, almost crippling, Brian, because there's so many reports that have to go here and there and the other. So when you're doing the paperwork, you're off the road. And then the, there's a death sergeant has to look at it. And he passes it to the lieutenant, then a shift supervisor. Then it goes to the detective bureau or the fraud. And guess what? The highest law enforcement officer in that jurisdiction is the prosecuting attorney. So the prosecuting attorney has to review it. And he's a flipping lawyer with a degree. So for something to slip through the cracks that far, Brian, yeah. uh, you see what I'm trying to say? Now, a conspiracy theorist will say, aha, they were all in on it. It's ridiculous. Slow down for a minute and let's see what the likely outcomes would be of this legislation. Is it going to help people? No. As a matter of fact, it's probably going to get more cops injured or killed because they're going to hesitate so when they may need so to here, here's, a, a here's level of force. Maybe, but here's where that comes into training and some standards, because one of the things that um, I, I want to kind of pull it up so I get it right, because um, in, their, in, their, in their attempt kind of to come up with this and say, hey, this is, this is why we need to do it, they cited a lot of the programs. What was it up in, uh, I want to say it was like... Um, uh, not Portland or Seattle or somewhere in the Pacific Northwest that years ago uh, had to, you know, change the way they handle a number of different cases. And okay. it was actually, see, I'm sorry, it was Seattle. So they had to change their use of force standard to one of necessity. This is what, this is what they're citing as, as, as evidence that something like this needs to, needs to happen. It says, uh, they changed the use of force standard to one of necessity in 2012. A comprehensive report by the monitoring team found the rate of injuries to officers remained flat or went down slightly demonstrating that decreased use of force has not placed officers at any higher risk or made officers less able or willing to use force to defend themselves. And meanwhile, there was a net now, decrease of incidents, like a 60% drop in the use of moderate and high-level use of force. But listen, again, that's those a are, different yeah, standard. Yeah, yes, what, what that's what I'm getting What you're talking about is deadly force. That's We're not what I'm talking about. At. Look, an arrest is a use of force. A Terry pat-down right. is a use of right. force. A traffic stop is a use of force. So, Brian, that argument that you just read is great. It's just being misapplied. Well, that's <laughs> what I that, that's what I was that's yeah, what no, I was I'm getting with at. It, so, so in the same argument, though. Uh, uh, the two representatives add this line. While the Rachel's dis racial disparity is the most alarming aspect of the program, uh, pro problem. Okay, when, when we're talking like that, and, and it's hard for me even to read that because I'm so, so excited to say that it's completely fabricated. Uh, the National Academy of Science study, uh, which, which is right now the, the, the benchmark for, for all of the studies that, that are talking about it says, hey, listen, race and police shooting shows that white officers are no more likely than black or Hispanic officers to shoot a black civilian. And, and it's a racial group's rate of violent crime that determines the police shooting, not the, the race of, of the officer. And the reason, Brian, I, I think that's important to show is that we have a situation where people are being led to believe one thing is happening. Yeah. Just like, there, listen, if I tell you the argument that there's no, uh, uh, no link between the use of deadly force and uh, the escalation of violence and this and that, what you're doing is you're talking apples in lawn chairs. So, so the idea is in a deadly force confrontation, if you add on, for example, you and I are working for a program for DARPA that's not top secret. We can talk about it. Yeah. It's about uh, AI that's going to be in the loop. Well, if the AI in the loop slows down the decision-making process, it's the then, wrong direction because yeah, it's going to get somebody killed. Would you agree? Yeah, okay, what's so the point? Yeah. In the copper's uh, ear, if we have in his earbud that he walks in, guy grabs a gauge, turns. I don't care what happened before or what's happening at the thing, but now we have this guy with a gauge turning towards the officer, and the clock is ticking, Brian, and it's ticking in nanoseconds. And now you're saying, 
hold on, Representative Clay's on the line. Do you see what I'm trying yeah. to say? That type of delay is what I'm talking about. And I want to be very clear here about it, that those type of delays are going to get a cop killed because the cop is going to be doing the uh, 1982, you know, should I stay or should I go? Do you get what I'm trying to say? The clash hit when he should be focused on the issue. No cop wants to escalate force. No cop wants to use excessive force. But if a police officer does, there's recourse. U.S. Department of Justice, call them. They will investigate it. Well, uh, yeah. FBI, oh, yeah. call them. Yeah, they will you, investigate you, it. Do you see what I'm get, saying? So there's, no, re- I, there's redress. There's an, there's an uh, each citizen in a community, if they believe that their police agency is wrong, there's uh, ways of addressing that. And, and a common citizen might not know it. That doesn't, doesn't exist or we need new legislation. Well, and so this comes down to obviously different narratives that are formed, right? And those narratives get pushed by people with political agendas and on both sides of the aisle that this is what their story is. This is the, what people believe that got them elected. So this is what they're sticking with. And that's what this one said too, you know, Hey, this is a critical step to stop the epidemic of police violence that continues to plague working class communities and communities of color in this country. Again, hang that's, on. that's hang oh on. So, God. so right there. So every crime statistic in the United States, I believe since it's been 1989 is when it started dropping or 1990. And it's every, every crime statistic has continued to drop since that date. Every year it continues to drop. So crime has gone down. Uh, uh, police uh, use of force incidents have gone down. Uh, police training has gotten better, right? So, yep. so, all, so, so this narrative isn't really true. But then the same thing is the narrative on the other side. Hey, there's a war on cops out there right now. Yes, but but uh, Brian, w- wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Police Brian, what's work most has dangerous? Safer has gotten safer every single year, right? Yeah, but it's uh, different when it's your kid that's in the box, right? I, I get I'm it. Trying to say? I, I get so, it. So that's why we have to take emotions out of that argument. Brian, you're spot on, and what you just did is you covered two parts of the same argument. And that means that I can pick and choose the statistics that I want to use to to inform that that group, tribe, cell, set of people uh-huh. that I want to influence. And many times are my constituents yeah. that put me in office, so I have to. Okay, and we uh, we understand that. Look, folks, we get that sometimes you've got to go, yes, it's the right thing to do uh, when you're eating it on the advertisement and it's jello pudding that you hate or whatever. But when it comes right down to it, Brian, what you just said, if I'm going to use those in my argument, and they're not going to be borne out by facts. The public should know. We, we, we demand that at the bottom of a commercial, it says this is an actor's portrayal and this is not true or it's not uh, studied by something. So why on our statements aren't we held accountable for what we say? You're exactly right. Brian, it's more dangerous to be a logger than a police officer. But right. you know what? I, I was a copper for almost 30 years. Yeah. And there was times uh, that I shit in my pants a little bit. Uh, no, exactly. The situation's so scary. And I'm not sure that happens in logging every day. And I'm not sure anybody <laughs> attacks you with a knife or a gun, uh, no, uh, you know, I, when you're a logger. Do you see what I'm trying no, to say? No, no. And, and that, so that's it, the devil's in the details with all this. And then someone would say the same though. thing. Someone living in that community would go, Oh yeah, well I see cops coming in here all the time doing, you know what I mean? So, so there, there's, there's, there's sides to these arguments. That's why these the narratives form. Mm-hmm. It's a, it all forms our, our perspective, and and so we have to be careful. And that's why I said, well, I'm going to bash the guy, but I'm also going to understand where this stuff comes from, right? Precisely. It's, and it, that's it, the that's a prudent approach, Brian. Right. You have to you have to balance it with all right. Where does this idea come from? Because you know, very rarely is it just complete madness that someone just makes up, right? Someone gets told, hey, this is what's going on. We need to do something about it. But my And you're in the chair where you can actually make policy. So you know? he, and here's here's my issue is in general, right? Um, I don't I it, poli- like, 
legislation is necessary for certain areas, right? And and I don't think that this is one of those areas, meaning, or this case is one of those areas, right? Uh, because you're 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 trying to apply a uh, legal standard, let's say, uh, to issues that uh, are you're trying to make something you're trying to make a gray area black and white and uh, you, you you can't do that you can give left and right lateral limits right you can give a general outline of hey this is how the approach should be but it's up to the individual person then you have to I, like like if you said if you said hey look i'm going to pass legislation and it's going to fund training for these departments that's a different case yeah. That's a different case, right? And who, because, who would vote against that? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, but, but listen, right, I, right. I think your argument, I think your central argument, I, I think you should tweak it, Ryan. Uh, I think what you should say is that they're trying to take a black and white case and make it gray. So, so exactly the opposite, because listen, when there's precedent and there's case law and there's well thought out Supreme Court arguments yeah. that are already in place and there's already oversight for people that are overzealous and use excessive force. Am I telling you that cops don't use excessive force? I'm telling you that librarians sometimes steal a book. I'm telling you that the 7-Eleven clerk sometimes shortchanges you on your money. I'm sometimes telling you that the out there, there's an asshole. Selling in the, opiates yeah. out of the back of the hospital. You see exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so is it going to happen? Of course it's going to happen. But there's already policies and procedures in there. And we don't need a new law. We need to enforce the laws that are on the books. And Brian, you said something that was so sage, I want, I want to bear repeating. Training changes behaviors. So if you think it's excessive force, cops escalate their level of force when they don't know what else to do. And when you get afraid, uh, all humans, education level to go with it, because that's all, that's your, all humans do. Electrochemical neurotransmitters are yeah. firing on it, right? Any human would do that. So put yourself in a precarious position like a police officer. My, my new favorite commercial is that. Uh, where, where, where the guy comes in and goes, hey, everybody, I'll be back to work in no time. And uh, the guy's going, hey, is he a good doctor? Eh, he's okay. Oh, that <laughs> one's know? a great one. And the guy goes, hey, hey and the, he looks at the guy in the bed and he goes, yes, yeah. And he looks at the guy in the bed and the, the guy goes, are you a little scared? You know, to the, the doctor. Yeah. And the guy goes, yeah, yeah. And he goes, that's good. I am too, you know. Yeah, me too. That's, everybody has had that feeling. What, what was that uh, saying uh, all through the, the early uh, – where it was fake it and you will be found out your actions will be found out your lies uh, uh people go well hey i remember where that cop shot himself and then uh, went up for that award and then they figured out that he shot himself yeah and he got caught didn't he and and you take a look at all these other capers where there's bad cops and listen when you're hiring 800,000 police officers for the United States, there's going to be a few bad eggs, you know? And, and the yeah. same thing with the military, Brian. We saw well, people that's, get that's... arrested out of, uh, uh, you know, on-duty roll call. How many times in a formation did you see CID come in and yank somebody? So it's well, going to happen, people. Well, here's my biggest issue with all this stuff, right, is you're demanding – all right. Hey, we continue to demand more and more from police, first responders, those types of folks, right? Yes. So we're, we're continuing to say, well, now you have to do this, or this is your job, or now they're dealing with people that, uh, you know, they're doing jobs that mental health professionals should be doing, right? And, and all just, the time, it's but, but, most of the time, but, it's for the better. Yeah. So, but what I'm saying is we're, we're increasing that, their, their responsibility, right? You have more responsibilities yep. now, but, but we don't fully support them in terms of, the training and care, right? So here's the thing, because I'm all about like, look, you want to raise the standard, you want to make them better, or you want, okay, absolutely, I am 100% on board with that. Raise right. the standard, here's what you have to do. Well, now you have to fully support them, meaning you, there goes the pays going up. Money, Tra training, gear, you're exactly right. It, 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 because one, and if you, if you take that approach where you go, hey, look, Greg, you're running this department here. I'm going to give you everything that you want. I mean, 
everything. Give me the list of everything that you want. Okay, here it is. You get everything. Because guess what I get to do now? I get to hold you that standard like, well, wait a minute. I gave you everything you wanted. So you're not performing. You, you get what I'm saying? There's a given. No, you're exactly right. So now well, I Brian, get to say argument. Would you agree? Would you agree that the argument you just made is the same with our nation's teachers? Everything. We expect yeah, yeah, so yeah. much more. You oh, see yeah. what I'm trying to yeah. say? So, so now we're talking about the copper on the street and the teacher in the classroom that hope to, both have to be able to do a cognitive triage when a first person walks into the room and they have to do it in nanoseconds. Okay. That's unrealistic standard unless you increase the level of training. If you're going to talk about increasing the level of training, commensurate with the demand. Now, now listen, Brian, I'll give you a funny anecdote that you just said. So Combat Hunter is a success and it's still a success and everybody loves it. And I'm lucky enough to have. have Did you have something to do with that? A little bit, you know? <laughs> and so being the architect of that thing, they come up to me, the Pentagon DOD, and they said, uh, what would you do? What would be the, the best that you could do with all the money and all the time, everything else? And we did uh, Border Hunter. And Border Hunter was 22 days of training, and it was the best training available anywhere. Uh, folks, you can still call me. I'll do Border Hunter at your place. The problem <laughs> was that, guess what happened, Brian? Yeah. That 22 days was unpalatable. So, so an agency came in and said, well, hold on. Uh, agencies came in and said, we want that standard. We want the best, the one that you built where everybody gets the training and all this other stuff but we can't do it in 22 days. Well, then trade out comes in and goes, well, we need 18. TCOM says we need seven. The army that, says, and that's, that's for, for other, I mean, we, we've heard that argument too, which is crazy to me. It's like, well, you've got a guy, let's say uh, law enforcement where you, that's a career. So you're telling me that this guy or girl might work here for 20, 25, 30, yes. 35 years. Um, then 22 days really isn't that long. Like why yeah, is it? Yeah, but, but Brian, you have to go back and get an update to, to give LASIK surgery. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? But you only have to drive once at the academy in your career. That's a postport. That's your argument in, 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 in you know, focus now. But my point to, to, to you is that there are cops every day that go up to their training officer and say, hey, uh, there was a psychological profiling course that I was thinking of taking whatever else. And they go, hey, we ain't got the money for it. Shame on you. And I don't mean shame on the agency. I mean shame on the community. If you want us to perform at peak performance, to protect and to serve and to understand the Constitution, Brian, I worked with coppers that had no idea what the, the Fourth and Fourteenth Amendment were. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And, and uh, you see it all the time where cops are, are caught telling people something that's unenforceable. But again, that's one out of 800,000 coppers. That, that's, that's one person in this unique situation that didn't happen where a camera happened to be rolling. I'm telling you that happens with your butcher, your baker. That <laughs> happens every day when you go to a car wash or gas station. So don't let this argument get out of the bag. Uh, kill it in the crib while the, it's still young. The, this is a bad <laughs> legislation. The other thing, yeah. So the other, that's a great tagline, which you used the other week in front of a bunch of people who. Yeah, sorry about that. that hope, I, I have to stop using it went that right. One. Hopefully they didn't even catch that one. Of course it didn't. But speaking of that um, is... I, I think we get, we overcomplicate some of the, these issues, right? So because okay. they come into different studies and they get all the big brain PhDs and I'm, I'm all for that. Look, like studying sociology and psychology and neuroscience, like I love nerding out and doing all that stuff, but, but we overcomplicate the issue by taking this, this very abstract theory or idea, because that's what they all are and going, well, let's apply this to legislation versus, well, well hang on. You're not going to legislate your way out of these issues, right? This takes, one, it takes time to learn and understand these things and how we're affecting, but there's bigger picture stuff that, that I agree for long-term policies and what we want policing to look like. Those are, 
discussions right. that absolutely need to happen in our country, right? Just, hey, what do we want law enforcement to look like? What should that be? And these theoretical, you know, sit back and have a Brilliant. glass of whiskey conversation. Every, every generation should do that. They're, they're amazing. But, but when it comes to something like this that, that affects at a tactical ground level, you're opening up a, 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 the trick bag, right? You're opening up, you're, you're saying you're, you're making things less clear. You're muddying the waters. There's already a legal standard, Brian, like we you're, said. You're already the smartest, drunkest guy on this podcast. <laughs> Some, and I want you to think of the same time. <laughs> exactly. And, I, I, and that's what I mean today uh, in general, uh, up until the second or third when you actually uh, go to Betty Ford and dry out. But I want you to, every year, folks, I want you to think of this for a minute. Uh, we want to pass a law that says gun safety locks are mandatory in homes where there are children under 11. And somebody comes and says that should be 15. Somebody comes and says, no, it should be nine. And okay, that argument starts to broil. But then when we draft the legislation, it says, and another thing, any of you bastards that love zucchini, zucchini is outlawed because <laughs> zucchini blows. And I, you yeah. know, I get the cruciferous vegetables are my thing. That's what we're doing with this caper is somebody came in and they had all the right intentions. The representative Clay right. you had the right intentions. Right, doing right. the right thing. But what happens is we get this adjunct bolt-on Frankensteinian law now that comes before us and says, take it or leave it, you bastards. And it's going to be federal, so it's going to go down to the state. Unsupportable. My thing is, you just said it best. Don't let, uh, 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 let logic create the lens through which you see these. And when you do that, you'll give yourself the gift of time and distance and actually read what you wrote. And you go, that really blows. This isn't at all what we wanted to try to accomplish through this. And Brian, I think we can never overstress how training changes. Well, yeah, but that, everything. That, that, that's the whole thing. You've even brought it up just in here now. You've got what's crazy to me is you've got both sides, right? So you've got like the law enforcement guys, LE guys going like, look, I want more training. They, there's, there are how many you know, law enforcement guys, you know, that spend their own money out of pocket to go all the time. Be better all at the their time. job constantly, yep. right? They're going, we want more training. And then you have people over here, these uh, outraged society going, we want better trained police officers. It's For like, our okay, officers. Yep. So, so wait a minute. Like you're, you're both saying the same thing. You both have the answer right there. And then you have legislation that says, all right, we're going to, we're going to change a law. It's like, well, wait a minute. Why don't you just, why don't you just fund uh, uh, something where these guys can can get the right type of training that they need, and some of that's a little bit different in little areas. And it turns out most 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 guys know what they need to get yes. better at to get their job done. They yeah. already know what they want and need. And we get this weird message mixed in there, and I think it just it gets it gets construed and it gets. Uh, a Hence, why it, I said it turns gray. It turns black we, and white into gray. It dilutes what the true argument is. And yeah. when it's diluted, you can't see it for what it really is. Well, and that, that's the thing. It, it and it takes time to understand these issues, and that's the problem. Is that that legislator only? That's why has people so much don't vote. To, yeah. People come up to me sometimes, and, and I always ask them, "Do you vote?" Uh, uh, just like you know, Brian, you travel with me enough. I ask everybody, "Have you done that police ride along?" No, no. Yeah. Then shut up, and yeah. that's my first argument. So people, I, I ask me, "You vote?" Nah, it doesn't do any good. Then shut up. If you're not voting, then you don't get your way. And and here's something that you want to vote for. But you know what? I really didn't read all of that whole thing. You yeah. know, that, that, it's long. The article of impeachment, are almost 700 pages. Listen, if you're not going to get informed, then don't come to the party because yeah. your opinion may be based on misinformation or, and the lack of information may be critical. And this is one of those capers where everybody had the right intentions, Brian, everybody. And what they did is they did the and another thing. 
I want you to try this with your significant other at home, folks. Um, <laughs> no. When you're in the middle of an <laughs> argument, you think the argument is completely done, yeah. and you're about the stage to kiss him or her or them and, and uh, hug them and everything is ready, stop and look them dead in the eye and say, and another thing, and see how things go. It's not <laughs> I'm telling yeah, you. No thanks. Brian, no what was th that called? The, the Irish lullaby in your house. <laughs> yeah. And another thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm bagging on my, uh, my friends, but he deserves much worse treatment. I do. I do. I, I just. <laughs> we all do, actually. We That's a, walk Arca right into it. Arcadia means uh, repent, and we yeah. are right now. <laughs> all right. Well, I think, I think that's kind of a, a good place to, to, kind of bring it in for land i know we'll yeah, talk we about muddied, this more we muddied the water yeah, completely. I, know. I don't think but, we i don't i don't really know what we accomplished in that conversation no, no but no, it, it's good to, to, ex, to extrapolate out of there and then if anyone listened along uh you could head to that the, the patreon site the left of greg and I'll, I'll put up some of the extra clips we'll go over some of these case studies but unless you got anything else to no, add, no. Then I think I, do your is, homework do your yeah. homework before you start spouting off all right i appreciate everyone tuning in and happy new year folks yep training changes behavior that's all for today, folks. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook at HBPRA. Check out our website at ArcadiaCognorati.com. Please, if you enjoyed the show, like it, share it, tell your friends about it. Let's get the word out there. And if there's something you want us to cover directly or curious about, go ahead and get a hold of us by email at leftofgreg at gmail.com. Thanks.